1: Nobody does it better. This is Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk
5: radio. I see all these
1: idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. Guys, don't
5: give up. I lost it. I was completely defied Oh, my gosh. My gosh.
6: Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah.
5: It's such a bizarre
6: world. I apologize for that.
2: All right, go, go. By golly, if they're going to do it, do it in public. Don't hide it from the American people. Show your face where we can all see the travesty that you are trying to foist on America.
1: This is Ed McMeier. And now, he is Armstrong, Armstrong and Getty. Getty.
5: Getty. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. You know what it is? It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound on Little Friday. Ready to get the weekend started. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. You're Washington Nationals! Pretty impressive.
6: I'm telling you. Woo! Did you, did you, did somebody check
5: their bats or their eyeballs. Are they hitting the team I've ever seen in my life? One thing about that sport, you just got to get your team into the playoffs. That's all you got to do. Because once, once you get in, it's wide open. That's
6: right, Jack. All you need is a chance. Uh, Co-general manager, perhaps seven-year-old James Younger, the youngster at the heart of a custody battle in Texas, his mom is hell-bent on turning him into a girl. And his dad is like, y'all are crazy. Quit doing that to the kid.
5: Oh, what a terrible Uh, situation. It's it's
6: really something.
5: Oh, that's awful.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Well, We'll get into that in a bit. Um, the, the mom wants to infuse the lad with female hormones. Oh my God. Oh. Uh, yeah. H oh seven.
5: Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. And it's is it's it, sick is what it is in it, my opinion. Is that
6: what the divorce is over? Uh, we'll get into it. Okay. It's a complicated situation, Jack. <laughs> Thank you. John, what do you always say about relationships? Uh, people are complicated and relationships are hard. There you go. Well said.
5: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Especially
6: if somebody is trying to do something that crazy. Oh man, I know that's rough. I think we may have reached some sort of high water mark in the crazy uh, part of the whole transgender conversation. I'm seeing more gay activists saying, "Hang on a minute, we're going to lose gay rights if we if we hitch our uh, you know
5: our wagon to some of the nuttier aspects of this. It's too out there." I also feel like the athletic end of it is not just about athletics in that uh, the the most recent one that's getting attention. Well, there have been two in the last week because that mom from Connecticut, whose daughter was a star track athlete, and uh, all of a sudden uh, a couple of guys who say they're girls have now dominated that state's high school track, Mm -hmm. and uh, so she can't go on to various tournaments or claim various titles and all that sort of stuff for uh, moving on with her career because of these guys that are participating. And then we had the indoor cycling, the world of indoor cycling, which I only watch every four years on the Olympics, but some uh, guy who now claims he's a woman, and he might be, that's fine, but you don't get to be in sports, but he's gotten into sports, and he's he's dominating. And I feel like when that gets worked out, because people are going to have to say out loud look, there are some things, there are some lines we're going to have to draw on this. And I think that's going to be a a real uh, backwind for people who want to slow this down. Right,
6: right. And what's interesting, again, is that uh, more and more people uh, across the political spectrum are catching on to the fact that some of this doesn't make any sense. The woke crowd dragged you too far. There are a lot of feminists, for instance. Who are saying this is destroying women's sports. This will end women's sports. And indeed, some of the brainier among them are saying this is a denial that there is anything, any such thing as a woman. If anyone can just say, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a woman and enjoy, you know, women's sports, women's competition, women's rights, etc., claim, you know, the same status and Victimhood or whatever, if anybody can be a woman, there's no such thing as a woman.
5: God, we got to figure out an age limit for this thing, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um,
6: And that's, you know, speaking of where it gets a little crazy without getting too far into this. So, you got some seven year old uh, little lad. He feels like a girl. You know what? I'm all for nobody hates on him, nobody beats him up. Just let him live his little seven-year-old life doing what seven-year-olds do. Of his choosing, you know, within the rules of the school, blah, 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 blah. Just, that's, and then give it time. Don't put him on the super-enthused, woke, high-speed conveyor belt of, okay, now we do your hormones, now we get you your counseling, now, Jimmy, hold still, we're going to do the surgery.
5: God, doing medical stuff to a seven-year-old is a horrifying period if you don't have to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Anyway, yeah, I want to hear more on that story. Let's introduce everybody in the squad here on Little Friday. Kind of killing the party attitude with the, the serious talk, because Little Friday means it's party time. That's why I'm not You'd, invited to that many gatherings. You don't start your parties on Thursday? What are you, over the age of 20? <laughs> um, uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
7: I'm uh, doing good. Speaking of parties, I may, we, I did find a wedding venue. And I made my first payment, and um, so I guaranteed at least twenty or thirty guests. The first twenty or thirty, if if I don't make another payment, I'll at least have that many. And, you know, <laughs> Your
5: closest family, my closest family, and, and everybody
7: here, and yeah, we'll be all good. So we're good. We're all <laughs> oh, set. We're everybody. on the A list. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Michael! I've never so, been so flat. We're all set, and we are going to get a meal no matter what. So don't worry about. <laughs> uh, there's that. a meal involved. Yeah, oh, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the expense, if I remember but correctly. The hard part is making. You know, you make this guest list is when you start getting towards the. You know end of the yeah. list and there's so oh, many people yeah. that i want to invite but it's like man do they it, this is really tough because of the costs and stuff like that and sure narrowing them down and you know i really like them but i haven't seen them in a while and etc etc do,
1: do like the colleges do figure out what their net worth is and invite based on that because those people will probably bring better gifts there's I, a
5: pretty good translation <laughs> yeah,
6: between those two yeah, things yeah. That mean, yeah how much well, money do they point.
5: Have? Um, Just send out a survey. Ask everyone. It'd be nice if there was some way to have the conversation at a level where nobody gets their feelings hurt. Right. Because when you get to those fringe end, the fringe area, uh, which we all know what that is, um, uh, it it can work a couple of different ways. They could think you you could not invite them and they could think, God, I thought we were closer than that. I wasn't invited to their wedding. Could actually hurt their feelings. Could also be uh, you invite them and they think, oh, God, I got to go to a wedding. You don't really want them to be there. I mean, you don't. it's not not that you dislike them. You don't care if they're there or not. They're not close enough to beat you for you to care. They don't really want to go. So you got both ends. You're paying for it. They don't really want to go. If there'd be some way to get that language, that conversation together without anybody getting their feelings right, I think that would save a lot of the uh, the outer edges of those crowds. Sure, they send their sincere best wishes because they
6: want nothing but the best for you and your sweetheart. And you save your money.
7: Yeah. It's perfect. We need to figure that out in in society. Good luck. It's (laughs) been going on for quite some time. (laughs) What about inviting people and say, okay, you're welcome to be there. I really like you, but you can't eat. Because it's so much per You're person. on the
5: non-eating list, non-eating right? Non-eating
7: list. I yeah. Well, yeah it's two tiers. Really a yeah. couple
5: of tiers. There's the actually eats tier, and then there's the just there for the ceremony, but then you got to go.
6: And if there is an opening on the eating tier, we'll let you
1: know. <laughs> Michael, put me down for the hot pocket plate, please. <laughs> and we will have a bouncer, and we will be checking to see which tier you are, so don't try to sneak into the eating tier. <laughs> right.
5: There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
1: Doing quite well. Uh, I was interested to find out that there, at this point, compared to the previous presidential cycle, there has been about double the amount of money in television ads uh, spent. Really? Uh, From yes. last time? In, in the same window. And that was of, a record setter last time. Yeah, so uh, about $33 million plus between January and October 20th of this year has been spent on political ads. Uh, p- specifically television ads compared with only... Uh, oh, uh totaling about 76,000 spots compared to about 32,000 so the previous So time.
5: that means the presidential race is now two full years long not just people announce and th- f- spending the money and everything two years out of a four year term two years of it is running well if you're in the house you're pretty much running always
6: yeah i wonder whether this will be a self correcting mechanism hope so. people will just get
1: so sick of it cuz there's kind of still a novelty to it now a bit of a plot twist is that uh, Steyer, is that how you pronounce his last yes. name? Yes, he was the one responsible for a bulk of this, as he has okay. purchased 78% of all 2020 presidential ads. 59,000 of those spots have been his.
5: And the good news is, and this was proven geez, 12 years ago in the book for economics, the, the whole uh, spending a gazillion dollars does not work almost all the time, unless your message matches up with something people want. But. Well, yeah, it seems to be roughly random whether the person who spends the most wins or not. Um, And I do think it'll be self-correcting to a certain extent. Like, Kamala Harris was the first person in got in last January, I think. And people will look at that and think, she got no advantage out of that. That didn't do any good. So we're not going to get in that early. What's the point? There's right. Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Got to tell you, I'm a
2: very happy man. The Nationals crushed the Astros 12 to three last night. You still betting night. on the Nets? Oh, that's right. He's heavily invested. And since I made a financial investment in this World Series based on my complicated algorithms, I am <laughs> really
5: into it. You know, if somebody had come to me and said uh, Nationals take both games in Houston to start it, I want to bet? I just said absolutely. <laughs> I'll take that action. Yeah, chump. right now. Yeah. yeah.
2: And the Nats and the Astros game three is going to be tomorrow in D.C. This, well, that
5: crowd's going to be going wild.
2: Man, this is so much more exciting than the scratcher life I've walked away from. i got to <laughs> tell you.
5: Bunch of lobbyists and Congress people naked in their oh, seats, yeah. brushing their uh, staffers' hair. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've, I've been there. there. I've been to that stadium. That's
6: uh,
1: full of it. So yeah. you got a whole yeah. section doing for that. the wave. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. You
5: got uh, shady Ukrainians whispering to Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> the good stuff. In the Men's room. It's, uh, it's a nice park. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, October twenty fourth, year twenty nineteen. Where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially, according to FCC rules
0: and regs. Here we go at Mark. Mr. Zuckerberg, um, as you know, Facebook can be sometimes an unkind place, both toward my personal appearance and today, apparently, toward your haircut. Um, But I just as a mother of a teenage boy, I just want to say thanks for modeling um, the shortcut.
5: I should have been paying more attention to that clip. Did she just that was a congresswoman questioning Mark Zuckerberg, (laughs) one of the most powerful men on Earth. And uh, she decided to talk about his haircut for
6: some reason she's a mom and her son has a short haircut is
5: that what she well, said she wishes she... her son had a shortcut yeah, she,
1: she appreciates him modeling the short haircut for her son because i guess that's what she wants him to is wear is he a long hair and she wants him to get
6: a haircut and that's in the halls of congress i guess so. <laughs> uh, here's where the women's right to vote ends i'm sorry <laughs> it was yeah, a noble experiment hair. it was a wonderful oh. experiment
1: According to one tweet I saw, they described Mark Zuckerberg's hair as billionaire bangs. You get them from a stylist who hates you, and you keep them because your friends know you can't take a joke. (laughs) Ah, Good one. Good one. Wow. Uh,
5: What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, we got a new
2: Quinnipiac poll that's got to have piqued Hillary Clinton's interest. The GOP getting creative in fighting back against the Dems' impeachment moves and Google... Claiming a major breakthrough in quantum computing
5: Yeah, that's, that's a heck of an interesting story Google um, it how, uh, How's Mailbag look? Well, it's very good It's nice uh, All sorts of ground covered It's fun Super You don't seem enthusiastic about it well, What do you want me to say? At the end I don't there. know it's, yeah,
6: yeah, It'll yeah. change your life off, It'll yeah. bring yeah. you to Jesus What do you want <laughs> me to say? Now start? we're talking What there do you want you me doing? to say? What's yes. It's
0: next <laughs> Armstrong and Getty The Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: Polls show people are becoming more and more comfortable with the idea of self-driving cars, which will be the end of freedom of movement what and poles? the biggest democracy in the world. What Talk more poles? about that later. Polls. All of them. Some of them. <laughs> most of them. <laughs> uh, oh,
6: I'm easily amused. I admit it.
5: <laughs> Mailbag. Hey. Yeah.
6: la La-da-da-da. Yesterday's freedom-loving quote of the day came from my hero, H.L. Mencken. And I had another one prepared for today, but we had a couple of contributions. Other folks' favorite H.L. Mencken quotes. Here's a journalist and editorialist in the first half of the 20th century, roughly speaking. Hilariously funny, bitterly sarcastic, and, and perfectly realistic about mankind. Anyway, Beverly sent along this gem. The urge to save humanity is almost always a false front for the urge to rule. Yeah, very true. And then, uh, how about this? Uh, Doing it for your safety, don't you know? Right now, this refers to a newspaper. Let's call it cable news. Let's switch this to cable news, shall we? Since newspapers are on the wane, really. Cable news is a device for making the ignorant more ignorant and the crazy crazier. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'd say it is. That's why the guy's my hero.
5: That's pretty good. That yeah. would be what's accomplished most of the time. I don't think that's an unfair statement.
6: Yeah. Oh, uh, Let's see. Uh, Matt from beautiful Macomb, Illinois. During the third hour of the show yesterday, Jack said he was a straight white male. Yet he hesitated for an uncomfortable amount of time. Between the words white and straight... Not sure what it means,
5: but it certainly means something. It meant I almost said sis, but I thought, am I using that right? And then I thought, why use the fancy word just say straight? I understand that
6: you're not ready to say what you want to say, Jack. Uh, But Matt, Matt, we don't out people in 2019.
5: Cis is different. Is cis the same as straight or is it cisgendered?
6: Oh no,
1: you're
5: confused.
6: See, that's what that's exactly what happened. Hate speech. Hate speech.
5: I almost said cis and I thought no, they're not the same. But I don't remember in what way they're not the same. Cisgendered means you're you've got the male junk. You are born a male.
6: And you identify as a male. We got, we had an... A, and then a, straight's completely separate. Uh, That's I would, sexuality, yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, gotcha. yeah, it's totally different. I'd like to take credit for this, but I can't because uh, honesty is my hallmark. Uh, we got an email that said the term cisgendered is like inventing a new term for people who have ten fingers. It's virtually everyone. There's no need to identify yourself as ten-fingered. Well, just assume it, because virtually everybody is.
1: Cisgender, sons of... So much for Dexy Digited getting caught on. <laughs> I know, you got the
5: t-shirts and everything. Uh, let's see, and a lot of people uh, reacted to the question of... It matters a lot if you're going to say, you have ten fingers, you can't talk about any law. That's Eleven to to, fingeredness. Yeah. Right, exactly. You,
6: I don't want to hear from you anymore, Dan! You have ten fingers! Crazy people. A lot of people reacted all over the country to the question of panhandling on public transit. We were talking to the folks from the Bay Area rapid transit uh, system, BART, in the San Francisco Bay. And there's one of their their supervisors, one of their board members, who's saying, hey, this is obnoxious. Everybody else is the well We got to let, uh, let the free speech. Magnus writes, would you be allowed to yell at and berate a beggar on the train, follow him or her or, or Z around, and would your free speech be perca- curtailed one. because good it's one. Uh, harassment? Good one. Uh, let's no see. Boy, we're answer. about out of time here. Do, do we have anything? And then we had uh, Dan, the dumb drummer, who's a four-day fag, friend of Armstrong and Getty. He's been listening for four days oh, good. with his opinion. We'll share that with you in moments. Four whole days. Marshall's News coming up.
5: know if this is just cable news fodder this is just kind of you know people like talking about it and talk radio and cable news the whole hillary running thing or mm-hmm. if it's got some if there's something real behind it but uh, former advisor to hillary clinton wor- worked in her uh, 2016 presidential campaign was on with tucker last night and absolutely saying she is considering it and mm-hmm. here's the situations where she'd run and here's why i think she could get the nomination mm-hmm. i mean so it's it's definitely for real wow but i don't know how serious it is right but is there is it a possibility that you dabble in that that's that's like i'm kind of gonna kind of think about whether i want to have sex i mean it's the yeah once you once you start down that road you're in mm, the old sex road um you don't you, you don't think about you know kind of kind of making the maneuvers towards sex and kind of rubbing on you and stuff and like oh, nah, maybe geez. i maybe i won't I, I, oh, no, no who thinks that well I, I think running for president is like that
6: Yes, she, she's she been down the road before and bears the scars of having been rejected by the Electoral College, if not, you know, the popular vote.
5: Uh, I skipped mm. over the popular analogy about running for president. It's like having sex. Nobody does it one time and says, well, that's enough of that. Well, you do it once and think, oh, yeah, I got to do that again. Hello. Oh.
6: Oh, um, I think it's a complicated decision for her. She's going to be four years older. She was not exactly physically robust the first time,
5: hawking up green stuff and passing <laughs> out in vans. <laughs> what did Vince used to say? She had a catheter strapped her like
1: for <laughs> some Unfounded reason. Unfounded reports.
6: Unfounded. <laughs> right? Yeah.
5: Anyway, she uh, got the second most votes in U.S. history. I,
6: I, I've got to admit the. In spite of my belief that we have turned the president into a god, both uh, in in uh, in our minds and hearts in this country, and also statutorily, the Congress doesn't do anything anymore. They just defer to the executive branch in the courts. And so the president is way too powerful. I believe that. On the other hand, this is really kind of fun <laughs> to watch the Machinations of these Yeehoos try to, you know, win the nomination and or come out of retirement and uh, ride in on a white horse, although I doubt she could get on a white horse. Um, just... It's, it's so crazy you can't it's well it's it's the classic car wreck well we you can't, can't look away
5: Marshall's got a poll in his news that uh, kind of points in that direction so here's Marshall Phillips with the news
2: as you were saying you got to bet Hillary Clinton is watching this when a new Quinnipiac poll released today shows Senator Elizabeth Warren now leading the Democratic primary race Vice former vice President Joe Biden slips to second now Warren I need
6: to check the uh, the predicted.org stock. Uh, Let's see what Hillary's stock has done. It's stable at 10 cents. But
5: if Biden doesn't look like he's
1: in it for the long haul, Hillary would get in to be the moderate choice. Yep.
5: Because she thinks that's where most of the party is.
1: Joe, some investing talk here. Did you open up a position on Hillary? Or do you have some Hillary equity in your I, portfolio? I, I do not hold okay. any Hillary. Okay, okay.
2: Well, Warren gets 28% of the vote among Democratic voters and independents who lean Democratic. Biden is getting 21%. Now, there's a margin of error of plus three points. Well, you know, plus or minus three points. So it's now 28-21, Elizabeth? Yep. And Senator... This idea is a bunch of malarkey. Bernie Sanders gets 15%, Mayor Pete 10%, Kamala Harris 5%, and Klobuchar 3%.
1: No other candidate tops 1% at this point. And I believe that Klobuchar 3% qualifies her for the next debate. Does it really? Yeah. 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 Well, yep. I'm sorry.
5: I was looking into Good my her. investments. I like, I like having her voice on that stage. Is, yep. is
1: Yang among the above
6: 1%ers? No.
5: Okay. No. Nope. That's That's too bad. Dang I like it. his voice.
6: The
2: pollsters saying, quote, last week's debate did not help Joe Biden, who saw his numbers slip to where they were in early July following the first Democratic debate. Then, like now, he ranked among candidates doing the worst job in the debate. I'm sorry,
5: where did you say Mayor Pete is at? And this is national numbers again, which are pointless.
2: Mayor Pete is at uh, 10%, so that would put him
6: solidly in third... uh, Pointless except that electability is issue number one. And so people are looking at these polls to figure out who they ought to support. It's all about beating Trump. I don't care what his stances are. I don't care what he believes in. I don't right. care what he would do with the country. Can he beat Trump? In other news, despite
2: efforts to reduce the risk of wildfires by intentionally cutting power to tens of thousands of people, a massive wildfire is currently raging in Northern California, getting bigger by the minute. The Kincaid Fire in uh, Sonoma County Reported last night has already blown up to an estimated ten thousand acres.
6: Zero percent containment. Percent
2: yep. containment too. Last I checked. Exactly. Meanwhile, hundreds of thousands of Californians going to be without power for the second time in two weeks.
6: And hey, go- by the way, we've been discussing this a great deal. The utterly crooked and uh, crony capitalist PG&E, which is tied to, it's hip to hip with the uh, crony capitalists and rip off artists in the capital. They will tell you the number of customers. That's the number of meters. Right. We got word from a guy who works in the. Uh, I think it's in the water and sewer world. They figure two point seven five people per household. So okay. we'll let's use that number going forward. Yeah. So you know, it's, if it's eight hundred thousand customers, obviously that's into the millions of people. Indeed. Indeed, one
2: hundred and eighty thousand homes and businesses have been cut. So you multiply that by your feel free.
6: Do the math at home. Google in practice.
2: Google (laughs) announcing. Google announcing. It's achieved a breakthrough in quantum computing, developing an experimental processor that took just three minutes twenty seconds to complete a calculation that would have taken the world's best supercomputer thousands of years to solve. Being able to use these computers for practical uses is still likely decades away, according to scientists, but unlike uh, conventional computing, which relies on bits or pieces of data that have either a one or a zero, quantum computing uses quantum bits that contain values of one and zero simultaneously.
5: This would, if it actually happened, and uh, a number of people who um, are also in the race for this say it, it doesn't count. You've got to come up with something that isn't one one project specific. Right. But anyway, uh, when this finally happens and is a real thing, um, it's going to blow AI uh, That's just good. We're getting a new level for AI. Absolutely, completely different world. Jack, as I recall in the
6: quantum realm, electrons appear to leap from one energy, energy state to another. Particles can exist in multiple states at the same time. They can also stay connected across large
5: distances, uh, which is what physicists call entanglement. Mm. Well, I'm not that interested in how it works, but the what it will do, when the, the speeds that we've never even been able to imagine, and, um, that sort of computing, so much faster than the human brain, and that's when they think it'll get to the ability it can actually learn itself. It can actually do its own learning. A computer can. And then... Who knows what happens? You may be eaten by a computer by the end of the next day, for all I know. Why a computer would eat you, I don't know. They've got their own reasons.
6: Jack, instead of <laughs> zeros and ones, the quantum bit or qubit, isn't confined to just being a zero or a one. It means it can be associated with twice as many numbers, a number that increases exponentially with each qubit added. Two qubits are associated with four possible numbers, three with eight, four with 16. I don't comprehend any of that, and I can't conceive of how anybody would use it to do computing. Yeah. And yet, there it is.
5: Well, yeah, again, the the important part is really the speed. It's just we're into a different era. And so we've got this list, top 10 tasks people wouldn't let a robot do. We'll get to that at some point. Oh, boy. Number one's an obvious, if you think about it. Okay. Yeah.
2: There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, C. Armstrong, and Getty show the conscience of the
5: nation. Put my contacts in. I was going to say cl- put drops in my eyes. It's yeah, cl- it's similar to that. <laughs> okay, you would not let your robot do that. Although, if this when this becomes real in robots, you'd rather have that. You'd you'd probably rather have the the robot do it than any human being because yeah. it would be so perfect. Uh, sure. Once the qubits get lined up, <laughs> and uh, you know, every once in a while well, it gouges somebody's eye out. But other than that. No. Putting drops in your eyes is just fine. Oh uh, Yeah, it's like one out of ten. Uh, get their eyes gouged out. pg e shuts off the electricity and it just... Wha- oh, and just oh, boy. you right in the eye. Barbaric. Oh, That's terrible. <laughs> Did you say drops? <laughs> Thought you said gasoline. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs>
6: because they've got to blind us before they eat us. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. For some reason. A lot of stuff on the
5: way. Stay <laughs> tuned.
0: Armstrong. The
5: Armstrong and Getty Show. Got a haunted house that exists in America. Uh, In Tennessee, actually. A haunted house that requires a 40-page waiver and a physical exam. Yeah, I saw that. That is a haunted house. Nobody's made it through yet, by the way. More on that later. Everybody
6: Uh, died.
5: (laughs) Everybody dies before they make it through. We know who qualifies for the fifth Democratic debate. Ah, don't hit me! Don't stab me!
1: Let! Let, It's not my fault! (laughs) It's not my fault!
5: (laughs) Nobody wanted to hear that. Nobody watched the last one. No. And it affected nothing. Correct. Uh, And let's all watch this. Simone Biles throwing out the first pitch last night at the World Series. I've not watched this yet. Doing a backflip before she throws out the first pitch. Here it goes. She cannot be a real human being. Some... Well, she did that Oh, easily. with a twist. She did that in jeans. Yeah. Oh, not a good fastball, load. She's really got upper velocity she to compete like at a, the major league. She throws like a girl. She does. Um, uh, Unbelievable. If I could do She's a, a poor if, athlete. If I could do a backflip <laughs> in street clothes just standing there like that, I would never stop. I do that all the time. You're talking to me at a bar or I'm standing in the line at Costco. I'm just doing backflip. Yeah, that's what I did. I just did a backflip and landed on my feet. With a twist. Back to staring at my phone. I would never stop doing this. Just standing there. Yeah. It's
6: <laughs> hard to imagine. <laughs> Astounding. She's really an amazing person in so many ways. Yeah, she's not a Went rough through life. some real crap. Yeah, but maintain the focus and self-discipline to be the best ever at something. And then
5: more is, crap at the hands of U.S. gymnastics.
6: That's right. With a lot of people's knowledge and nobody doing anything about it. Right, because they were more into protecting the bureaucracy than uh, the children. Let's see. What do we do? We got some bonus mailbag here. Oh, do you see those Congress guys stormed the secret hearing chamber that the Democrats were holding their uh, depositions in for the impeachment? So both sides got stunts going now. Yeah, exactly. It was it was a stunt, honestly. Uh, But uh, it's a dishonest stunt attacking a dishonest system. With I'm not thinking that
5: many people paying attention. Mm, I'll
6: bet you're right. Yeah. I almost wish they were because they would be filled with the appropriate disgust and realize how, you know, disingenuous all these politicians are. Anyway, uh, so continuing on the, should panhandling on public transit be allowed? Most of your super big transit systems say no, absolutely not. It's obnoxious. The The riders hate it. No. And the courts are fine with that because it's not a public space. Once you pass the turnstiles, you pay your fare. You're in a quasi-public space. I don't know what the I think legal terminology is, do, but it doesn't matter.
5: I think we ought to be able to do away with p- 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 panhandling everywhere. I it's free speech, to, Jack. And I, don't, I don't agree. And lawyers can make arguments. I don't care. Uh, outlaw panhandling. But what about free speech? Free speech other than panhandling. That's my ruling as a non-lawyer. Well, you don't get is, to hit me up for change as I'm walking into the grocery store. And get the F out of here. I'm holding you in contempt. As a non-judge. you got to get non-lawyers involved in the panhandling discussion. You know what? They ruin
6: it. There's uh, there's a lot of truth to that. So I started to uh, pay heed to this email from Dan, who is a four-day fag. He's been listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show, a friend of Armstrong and Getty, for four days, which is fabulous. I don't actually know where Dan is, but uh, Dan the Dumb Drummer, he calls himself. Um, actually judging by your sentence structures and your the point you're trying to make Dan you're definitely not a dumb drummer you're a smart drummer which is a little bit like being the smartest horse
5: but well on the other hand he might not be able to keep a beat either so <laughs> maybe he's not dumb or a drummer wow yeah maybe he's a super smart guy but a bad drummer Own, that's more owning likely. drums doesn't make you a drummer it's like I always say about having guitars owning <laughs> guitars does not make me a guitar player yeah stop saying that it hurts me
6: let's see love the show wow he says I love this show Want to comment on the panhandling uh, after hearing the lady from Bay Area Rapid Transit try to limit it. Panhandling is the solicitation of a transaction. A panhandler is not just making a declaration to the ether. A transaction is the only reason for the speech. And we have all
5: kinds of laws about transactions. There's no way this guy can keep a beat. No way. This is way too smart. No, see, this is the, the sort of lawyerly argument I need. I need somebody to make the argument it doesn't count because of... This Mm -hmm. or because we all feel a little coerced and coercion is not something there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm uh, well, in a few minutes, we're going to
6: feature college snowflakes attempting to explain why uh, free speech doesn't include anything that makes them uncomfortable. And they are rendered pathetic in the argument. And I don't want to be on their side of things. Um, But but again, we're not talking about the public square here. We're talking about inside a transit system. You aren't, but I am. I want it outlawed everywhere. But he goes on to say, if I hired a thousand used car salespeople to walk around San Francisco with a booklet full of cars and say, hey, you got to buy this car. You really got to buy it. It's a great deal. Okay, then what about this one? We have great financing. And just pestered the hell out of people for months on end. You're telling me the city wouldn't pass an ordinance banning that practice? Shouldn't telemarketing be free speech by the same definition? I'm sure there are other examples of transactions you can't just request from others willy-nilly. I'd really like to know how the courts came up with this, unless they were just activist judges. Uh, Thanks for reading. Thanks for writing, Dan the Dumb Drummer. There's
5: got to be some argument a lawyer can make that the the average person, what do they call it, the reasonable person. The reasonable man, they used to call it, before girls could vote. (laughs) The reasonable person feels threatened by this, so it doesn't count as free speech, or something. Right. Right. It's a difficult line, because I'm a free speech freak, as you know. I understand. That's why you need to draw it just on the other side of you don't get to panhandle. Right. (laughs) I'm thinking about, for instance,
6: when the, and oh, I loathe this, when the supermarket checker asks you in a loud voice in front of a bunch of other shoppers, Would you like to donate just $1 to the Starving Children's Fund? (laughs) No, I say. And get the glares, the looks of horror. I'm glad they're hungry, is what people are thinking. They ought to lose some weight, those children. No, I just know how charities work, how they don't work. I already give to various charities. I select them carefully. Not just because a supermarket checker asks me, on the spur of the moment, whether I want to give to them. And so, but, yeah, that so that is social intimidation. But I don't want that outlawed. I just want it to stop because it makes me hate your store.
5: Well, yeah, but you have a way to control that. I, if I don't go to stores that do that, eventually other stores will stop doing it. Right. But what about the panhandler? And we've all been in a situation where there are some guys that uh, hit me up for money one time. I was parking my car in front of the pizza place, and I thought, if I don't give them money, they're going to do something to my car. Yeah. Yeah, or if I don't give this guy money, that that's what happened with my family, where they threatened our lives, and he's now in prison. Uh, I wouldn't give him money, or right. that was his reason for going crazy mm-hmm. in his crazy head. But so you're in a weird situation. Th- right, that's not just free speech.
6: And the more physically vulnerable a person we're talking about, whether it be a slightly built male, or, if or you're a with person kids, you're always Children, or a woman, or what have you, um, the more intimidating it can be. So there, there is an implicit intimidation, but it's a tough line to draw, at least for me.
5: Yeah, so you draw it just on the other side of panel. Oh
6: Well, there you go. There are your instructions. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Uh, so here is a, a really thought-provoking note. This also goes to the, uh, the junkie and bum problem uh, confronting the entire west coast of the United States, mostly because of the progressive politics there, but it's growing across the country. Uh, as idiotic judges issue idiotic rulings that obligate sane places like Boise, Idaho, for instance, to forcibly adopt the progressive dreamer schemes of the West Coast. Anyway, uh, I'm hoping that ends soon, and I'm hoping the Supreme Court steps up and just slaps it down like it needs to be. But Ten writes this uh, note. There's another thought-provoking notion. This is probably out of left field, guys, but isn't the reason we're having problems in California because the state is hoarding people? The state is paying people to stay here. He's obviously a Californian with its generous safety net welfare system. Uh, I would also point out that uh, the all of the services and, and food and cl- clothing and drugs and uh, everything for for junkies and bums is outside the classical welfare system Um it's, it's like a different layer, but anyway, let's not quibble. Any other time people would leave the state if they couldn't afford living here? All this includes city governments allowing bums and junkies to live where they want. Every time I drive along, oh, it's Bart again, the Bart Tracks in Oakland, I feel like I'm back in the slums of Manila, where he grew up. Mm. Only difference is the Manila folks look healthier than those living in tents and ramshackle structures in, in Oakland. makes me sad that the place I practically grew up in has changed so much. Might as well have stayed in, well, mentions another place, a crappy place, rather than moving to the Bay Area, which has allowed itself to get run down. Is Are the progressive cities and states hoarding people?
5: Hmm. That's an interesting
6: notion. And, I appreciate uh, you saying And to it.
5: what extent it's a cultural change that people are just unwilling to leave wherever they are to, uh, to better themselves, which is the way the whole country got started.
6: Right, exactly. You can't be a junkie here. Get out. That would convince a lot of junkies they don't want to be junkies anymore.